Dudes of Davy, welcome back, everybody. It has been a long but short summer, and the reason why we are all here today is to talk about the NFL season that is upon us. We are T-minus about a week away, almost exactly, from kickoff for the Lions at the Chiefs. I'm here with my co-host, as always, Lonnie Greenberg, as well as two vaunted regular guests on this pod, uh, the incredible Vince from Philly and the... uh, the all-knowing across NBA, NFL, Andrew Geiger from New Orleans. Welcome, gentlemen. Thanks for having us. Thank you. Glad to be vaunted. Exactly, exactly. Yeah, we thought we'd start season two with uh, fan favorites here. Uh, we're we're going to call you Vin from Philly. I think that just sums it up. You're a WIP 610 uh, impersonator. Well, I think that uh, starting with football, first of all, season two, we should just touch on that for 30 seconds. Yeah. Season two, what does that mean? Yeah, that means that we are entering our second full season of doing podcasts. Uh, we hope that season two is better than season one, and we thought season one was pretty good, but you know, hopefully we're getting better, and the whole profile of the, uh, the podcast is going to get better. So uh, definitely you know, follow us on Twitter, follow us on Insta, uh, download the pod, and, and make sure to follow us on, uh, on Spotify, et cetera. So let's jump in, okay, folks? Football season, we all love it. Uh, it's, in, it's important for all of us, whether you follow fantasy or not. You know, football season's all one of our favorite sports. So I'd love to start and just go around the horn. We could start with you, Lon, if you want, and just talk a little bit about, you know, what you're excited about, uh, what you think is going to be pretty crazy this year, and, uh, you know, just some, throw some thoughts out there, and we'll go around the horn. Right. So, look, I'm obviously excited about the Eagles the way the way we ended last season and the roster the way it looks right now, um, I think obviously your Jets are intriguing. That's obviously a, a storyline in and of itself. And look, I, I, there's a lot of different players on different teams. The complexion of a lot of teams look very different than they did last year. So yeah, I mean, I'm 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 as intrigued in this season as I've ever been. So. I think this year is going to be a really interesting one. All right, so Vin, let's throw it to you. You're coming off of a bitter, bitter loss uh, that easily could have been a win in the Super Bowl. The team seems to be as strong, if not stronger. How are you feeling heading into the season? And you know, what do you think the season's going to be like? Yeah, sure. I think the last time I was on was the Super Bowl preview, and uh, I was cautiously optimistic headed into that. Um, you know, rightfully so. Uh, betting against Patrick Mahomes is never fun. Um, but uh, I think kind of echoing what Lonnie was saying, uh, I'm really looking forward to see what if the Eagles can kind of repeat as NFC champions, um, really separate themselves and create their own little like NFC dynasty circa like, um, you know, mid 2000s there. Uh, additionally, really who separates themselves in the AFC? I mean, there, there's so, there's um, really, they're kind of bunched teams kind of one through three, one through four, one through five as far as who's the best there. And I want to see who can, who can kind of separate themselves um, in the AFC. Mr. Geiger. Uh, well, even though I live in New Orleans now, I'm from the great state of New Jersey. And I think one of the most intriguing storylines will be the, the battle for MetLife Stadium, right? I mean, you finally have, as Lonnie, you mentioned, the Jets stealing back the, the back page from the Giants, but the Giants are no pushovers themselves. I, I think the whole NFC East is interesting, very intriguing. Obviously, we've talked about the Eagles already. The Cowboys 
are still there. Uh, the Giants look to be taking a step up, um, and even the Commanders are not going to be a, a pushover. So um, it'll be interesting to see if the Giants can build on that success, that surprising success of last year. Um, and then, man, the Jets with Rodgers, that's just going to be a headline grabber all season, I think. Yeah, look, as a diehard Can't Jet wait. fan, as a diehard <laughs> Jet fan, it is hard to not be more excited this season than almost any past seasons. I mean, I wasn't excited when they drafted Mark Sanchez, and I think we sort of, you know, he was a game manager, and we got lucky to get to those two AFC championships on the back of the defenses. But yeah, look, the Jets have a real quarterback. The Jets have a lot of potential. I don't think the Jets have an amazing head coach. I'll just put that out there. I'm not a huge believer in Robert Sala. It's hard for me to look across and see Brian Dayball and know how prepared he is for every single game. And he takes their their strengths and magnifies them and he diminishes and he hides their weaknesses. And it seems like the Giants last year were in every single game, which made me jealous because, you know, when you have that type of coach and look, you know, Andrew, you had a coach for many, many years who you probably felt really good about going into every game, which was Sean Payton. I mean, you had Sean Payton, which was to me always an academic and intellectual edge and, and a motivational edge. And so uh, speaking of Sean Payton, he's now, you know, in the Mile House City coaching the Denver Broncos. Uh, word on the street is that he inherited Russell Wilson and not so much as a huge supporter of Russell Wilson. What happens, though, if Russell Wilson isn't good? What's the plan B? Well, I think um, and that's obviously a great question. I think Sean Payton, just from his my experience with him in, in New Orleans, I mean, he's he's a quarterback whisperer, right? So if anyone's going to turn around Russell Wilson, it's, it's going to be Sean Payton. And by the sounds and looks of it so far, they seem to be on the same page. They've bought into the system, how it translates into gameplay. Uh, well, that obviously remains to be seen. I, Sean Payton, though, is not one to hold on to a player um if he doesn't feel like it's it's working out um so next season you could have a certainly different qb in denver i thought this was the i-95 podcast i'm not ready to answer any questions about the denver Broncos. <laughs> no i just think it's 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 interesting too i mean just to you know go back to the nfc east obviously the i think you actually have four teams that are going to fight pretty hard uh i'm not completely you know down on the Washington Redskins, as much as I don't think Rivera is a tactician, I do think he's a motivator. He's like a motivational speaker. I think Sam Howell is actually going to be a little bit above average. And I think the team is probably going to play a little bit more loose and free than they have for the last several years under the thumb of uh, Dan Snyder. So I do think new ownership will breathe some new life into that franchise. We'll see how it translates on the field. And then look, obviously, you have the Cowboys, Eagles, and Giants. I mean, I think the Eagles are definitely the better team of all of them. Uh, I don't think the Cowboys are ever going to win a Super Bowl with Mike McCarthy as the head coach. I just don't think they can. Forget the fact that Jerry Jones just, just can't get out of his own way. But Mike McCarthy just doesn't seem to be equipped enough to be a Super Bowl winning coach anymore. Uh, I guess I'll, I'll flip it over to Lon for a second. You, you know, obviously you've lived in, in Florida for 20 years. And there's a lot of talk about the Dolphins down here. Uh, obviously, the offensive weapons and all that. So what are your thoughts? What are you hearing? Uh, what do you think? So let, let me hit the NFC East first, and then I'll, I'll cover the sure. Dolphins, because the Dolphins are really easy. Um, the NFC East this year, it's always a dogfight in the NFC East. They always, every team gets up for each other. 
Um, even even if one of them or two of them is having a really crappy year. I'm a little concerned about the Eagles just because they're going to have to bring it every time they play all of these teams. I, I think the NFC looks better than it has preseason in the past. Um, so the Eagles will have to fight through that. I think the Cowboys on paper look better than they have for a really long time. Um, I, you know, I'm not totally sold on Dak, and I'm not totally sold on Mike McCarthy. So we'll, we'll see. I mean, I feel like the Cowboys will lose in the second round again, like they do every year. But, yeah, the Giants and the Commanders could be fighting as well. Um, but, yeah, to the Dolphins, the answer's very short. I, I mean, I don't see much improvement from last year, in all seriousness. I think Tua's Tua. I don't think they've upgraded the offensive line much. Uh, defensively, they upgraded it, and now Jalen Ramsey's hurt, right? Like So I, it, it looks like the kind of thing where they're going to be two games at the end of the season that they have to win to get in the playoffs, and they're probably not going to win one or both of them. It just I mean, it's literally every season. Like, this is what the team looks like. So I'm definitely not sold on the Dolphins. Um, I hope that they prove me somewhat wrong, but I, I – I, I don't think, and I, I just think the AFC is too tough anyway in their division. Well, here's the funny thing about the AFC East. You know, at first blush, you're like, wow, you have all these like pretty teams and they're all going to be super good. And then you just scratch the surface a little bit and the Bills definitely aren't that much better, if at all. Uh, the Dolphins, you know, marginally, hopefully will be better. And they made a couple additions. The Jets are supposed to be much better based on a lot of the uh, roster overhaul and things that they've changed. Um, and then the Patriots who nobody's really talking about, have quietly added some players here and there, have completely changed their coaching staff, obviously bringing back Bill O'Brien to head up the offense. And so it'll be really interesting to see. I, I think the AFC East, like the NFC East, I think it's going to be a dogfight in that division. I don't think anybody's going to run away with it. Um, should make for some great football, like in November and December. I mean, I feel like, I mean, not to, not to spoil the season, obviously it's going to be a, a great season. There's a lot going on. But it always seems to revert back to the same team systems. Like, I, I still feel like the Steelers are going to have a chance at the end of the year. The Patriots are still going to have a chance. The Niners, the Eagles, you know, Kansas City. We're going to be talking about a lot of these, like, same kind of teams as we head into the playoffs just because of how well they're coached and their systems and, and they have sneaky pieces in places. Um, so... That, that's that's kind of my take. I mean, on the Jets, let me ask you this, though. On the offensive line, do you have do you have any concerns there? I mean, I have the same concerns that I'll always have. I mean, we've brought in new pieces, uh, and, you know, uh, I think it's Mekhi Becton is going to be, you know, the starter. We'll see for how long. You know, he's lost weight. He's he's recommitted. He has a child. Massive. He's, he's a massive human being. He's he's gigantic, and I've 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 literally loathed him since the day they took him because he's failed every test you could possibly think of. He didn't show up in shape. He didn't want to get back into the shape. He broke some team rules. Then he got hurt. I mean, it was like just a sequence, a consistent sequence of you know why is this guy ever going to be a starter for us? I think this definitely is his last shot. Like this is it. I mean, I think he's going to be playing for a new contract. I think he has a child. So he, he seems like a little bit of a different guy, and maybe he's matured, but we desperately need him because if he's not you know, what we need, uh, Rodgers is going to be on his back a lot, and you know, I think the team will unravel very quickly. Uh, so I do think the offensive line, I mean, look, you could say this about a lot of teams, but specifically for the Jets, the offensive line 
needs to protect our 30, you know, 39 year old, you know, Hall of Fame quarterback and keep him upright as much as physically possible. Right. And, and Robert Sala is a defensive guy and Aaron Rodgers is an offensive coordinator on the field, clearly, um, even if he's lost a little bit of arm strength. And so, so I think that covers it up, obviously. And then he's got weapons. But yeah, I mean, if he can just stay healthy, right? He, he's more. I'm kind, mo- of, I'm, kind of, I'm kind of excited about the prospect of the Jets starting really slow out of the gate and seeing what happens. I mean, I'm just looking at their schedule. It's brutal. It's brutal. Bills. Okay, Bills at home, but that's not really a you know home field advantage. What, home, right? Patriots at Denver, Giants in MetLife. Um, then they go to Vegas and then Dolphins and then whatever. But I mean, they could easily, easily start something like one and four. Oh, and five. Uh, yeah, yeah. I've thought about it. I've thought about it. I mean, I'm <laughs> laughing because that could be really entertaining for casual fans that don't bleed green and white. Yeah, I think a lot of people are rooting against Aaron Rodgers. That's for sure. So, uh, you know, which is great because the Jets could use that karma. It's fantastic. Like, do you have a lot more hope than you've had in the past? Like, like I know you have more hope, but is it a <laughs> when, lot more? No, because when you're, when you're a diehard Jet fan, you know, you pretty much toss all hope out the window, right? You, then you just start to be like, you start to be a realist and you're like, I just want to win eight games. I just want to win nine games. I think, I think I will tell you that every Jet fan right now wants to make the playoffs. That's number one. And number two would be to win a playoff game. And there's not one real Jet fan that is thinking about the Super Bowl. If they tell you the thing about the Super Bowl, then they're you know, out of their minds. But I think you know, a winning season and making the playoffs would be a huge step for this franchise. Now, it's funny. So a couple of things to throw out there. So we talked about the NFC East. You know, the rest of the NFC, kind of blah except for maybe for the Niners, right? And then you go to the AFC and you're like, holy crap, there's so many teams that are going to be killing each other week in and week out. But one thing I did notice is that who do you think in the NFL has the easiest schedule next season, this season coming up? Kansas City? Nope. Pittsburgh? Nope. Uh, Let me take a shot in the dark here. The Giants. The easiest schedule, according to, you know, any number of metrics, whatever, would be the Saints of New Orleans. Mm. Ah. So interesting enough, you know, we have a diehard Saints fan uh, in Andrew. So and a new quarterback. And, uh, you know, curious, you know, what you're thinking there. Uh, Well, the easiest schedule is probably more a byproduct of the fact that they play twice each season, you know, teams from from the arguably the worst conference, yes. uh, worst division in football. So yes. that certainly helps. The fact that they only they have the one quarterback that isn't horrendous or you know a rookie um, also helps. And I think they're pro- they're the prohibitive favorite to win the NFC South by all you know gambling metrics. So um, it would be disappointing for the Saints not to make the playoffs just because they're coming out of the NFC South. Um, if they could go 10 and seven, I think that would be a successful season. That said, they do, they have improved at all the skill positions. And that's really important for a team that really struggled offensively. The upgrade to Derek Carr is, is enormous. Obviously in the NFL now you can't win games without a, without a quarterback. So Carr brings that legitimacy and consistency to the quarterback position. Uh, Kamara, you, you have the suspension, but once he comes back, you know, they signed Jamal Williams and then drafted Kendra Miller. So the, the backfield is short up. 
Michael Thomas is a question mark, but assuming he can resemble somewhat of what he did in the past, that's a good number two to Chris Olave, who's going to take a, a, a leap. And they have Rashid Shahid, who's a, a burner. So, um, and then of course the tight end, all of a sudden what was traditionally a weakness, now you have, you still have Taysom Hill running around doing his thing, Juwan Johnson, and then Jimmy Graham, uh, the revival. So uh, offensively, the Saints have a lot, uh, a lot Can more. Can we pause than- on that? Did it, Jimmy Graham, wh- where did that come from? Like, wasn't he out of the league and he had some like medical episode last week? What, what the hell is going on there? I, I, those are questions. He was out of the league. As far as that seizure and then wandering the streets situation uh, when they were in the West Coast in the preseason, that's really unclear. Uh, but then he made a two two couple of nice catches. He made a couple of nice catches in the last preseason game, and now all <laughs> all forgotten. Outside, yeah. outside of that, a couple of catches. Yeah. But the defense is still sneaky. Even last year, they were sneaky good. Uh, Dennis Allen is more of a defensive mind anyway. So I I think the Saints are in a good position. Um, and I guess winning the NFC South, I forget how the seating works, but that would pit them against one of the top finisher or wild card. I, I forget how it works in the, in the first round. So the Saints could feasibly host. A playoff game superdome is not a friendly place to play uh so who knows who knows what can happen but but good thing people are excited here in new orleans yeah i mean i think that new orleans will win that division i think new orleans does make the playoffs um i actually i don't know why i like to root for for Derek carr i think i just i find him he's always he's been the, i don't know <laughs> he's definitely been on my fantasy team a couple times but i just find him to be likable um, I don't know if he's ever been given enough respect. Look, people talk about how he does. He's not a really huge, like, you know, throw down the field type of guy. And all of a sudden, you know, Stidham came in at the end of game, you know, 17 last week, last season, and threw like three or four bombs to Devontae Adams. And everyone's like, see, this is what could have been happening all season. I'm like, I don't know. Could it have been? Sure. But I just think, you know, Derek Carr got a bad shake at the end of that, you know, run in, in, in Oakland. And uh, I'm really hoping that he does well. Is Jamison Winston the backup? Famous Jameis is QB2. QB2. Yeah. Okay, gotcha. Yeah. Good stuff. And he's embraced the role uh, as he has for the last few years. Um, still a bit of a, a quirky guy, um, but uh, he's become somewhat of a fan favorite just because he seems to stick around. And he always says the, 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 the right things. Um, so hopefully we don't have to see him much on the field, however. Uh, but Derek Carr uh, and the Saints will be uh, rolling against the Titans in week one. Very nice. Very nice. So Vin, should we uh, should we pivot to you and you know our local beat reporter in Philadelphia? How is the uh, how's the feeling about the uh, the Eagles team? And you know what are your thoughts for the uh, upcoming season? It, it's crazy. I like between the, the Phillies right now and the Eagles. It's the city is. We're not going to talk about James Harden um, or Voldemort <laughs> as they call him. Uh, but uh, <laughs> that's next uh, month. Yeah, that, yeah. Wait a month for that. Um, but. Uh, I, I mean, the city is just ecstatic right now. I mean, it's like, what could go wrong, right? I mean, knock on wood, like, you know, as long as like Jalen Hurts is doing his thing and staying, staying healthy and, uh, you know, I don't see why this team cannot easily win 11 games at the bare minimum. I think that's that's the floor for this team. And I think the ceiling is a repeat of last year where you're, you're really playing, you know, meaningless games at the end of December and you're rolling in January healthy and you try to go on a run. Um, I mean that that's really it. I mean it's it, the the anticipation, the excitement cannot be cannot be any higher in Philadelphia right now for this football season. I agree with you. I mean you're on the ground, but it's um you look at this team's construction and like last year 
you know, I heard the same things. And, you know, you watch the first few games, you're like, okay, this team's pretty good. But I, I didn't actually believe they'd be that this good until they were, like, in the Super Bowl. Yeah. Um, but this, yeah. I mean, you look at you look at their roster up and down, it's unbelievable. I mean, it really is. The, the if Jalen Hurts can do it even close to what he did last year, they're going to yeah. be amazing. And the only thing that worries me a little bit, which is, you know, a, a luxury, is depth. Uh, we're not as deep, I don't think, as we were last year, especially on, on the corners and, and in the O-line. Um, you know, if, if if two of those, you know, of course, football, it's all about health, right? Heading into, heading right, into heading. the playoffs. That's a, really all that matters. Um, but, you know, if a couple of those guys go down, whether it's, it's uh, you know, Slay or Brad or whoever, like a couple of those guys go down, then your defense, you know, you, you know you're going to have trouble filling those roles. The backup they had signed, I think, torn Achilles or an ACL. Um, and, you know, at O-line, they're so good, um, vaunted even, like Andrew. Um, you know, <laughs> if, uh, if if a couple of those guys go down and miss any time, you know, they're, they're a little long in the tooth up front. Uh, and, you know, on both sides of the ball, O-line and D-line. Um, you know, if a couple of those guys go down, you know, then, then they could be in trouble. You mentioned the O-line, but one of the questions, and I think this is a, a good fantasy question too, is the Eagles have so much depth, it appears, at running back. What's the pecking order there? I, I haven't really understood what they're doing. It seemed like Rashad Penny was the guy, um, but maybe that's not the case. And they still have Gainwell and Boston Scott. And then, you know. Uh, I, I think the team loves Gainwell. Yeah. I, I think that's one thing that came out. Of, of the playoffs last year is that they were trusting Gainwell more so than Miles Sanders, who's now on, on the Panthers. Um, uh, you know, they love, they love that kid. Um, and they're going to do a, a true running back by committee approach. I mean, they just don't value running backs at the position. And, you know, they, Harry Rosen was kind of head on the curve on that. Well, it's funny. I mean, DeAndre Swift is not like a, uh, right. Swift, you know, yeah. guy for the streets. I mean, he's, he was yeah. a guy for the lions um no he's usually good for about two to three quarters and then you know he misses three we'll games Penny, and then... right? i mean that's all those guys i mean they're, they're trying to say you know like less is more almost with those guys you know mm -hmm. uh you know they, they don't need them to play 17 games each you know they can kind of rotate them out each get 10 to 10 to 15 carries a game and if that uh and again hopefully be healthy come january i mean those guys have proven themselves on big stages too so like you you can you can depend on them in big games I mean, the Eagles' defense is the only place, like as you mentioned, that seems to have, you know, some possible issues. Do you think Jalen Carter will add a lot this year? Well, yeah, and I just want to say, so I've watched some Jalen Carter highlights. I've listened to some Eagles on defense right now talk about him. I mean, I mean, what they're describing is definitely, you know, defensive rookie of the year. But like, how, how did they get him? You know, what did they? I mean, they got him like on the ninth pick, right? Tenth pick? Well, yeah, he's. He's like uh, Fletcher Cox is like heir apparent. Well, they got yeah. him because of that whole accident in Georgia. Right. That's right. the whole thing. And and look, he he did. It sounds like there was some questionable decision making there. But um, you know, apparently he he was able to convince the Eagles staff that he's he's matured from that. But you know, yeah, he's a beast. I mean, like you know, I just remember going into the draft in April. There were just a ton of rumors that the Eagles were going to get him and i think they ended up trading from 10 to 9 to get him um and uh, uh you know again you know strength on strength i'm a big believer in that you know and you you build you build your teams in the trenches i mean that's you build inside out i think what gets teams in trouble like all that hype for the lions this year i mean they took that running back i think in the first round like that's that that's what you need that that's you you never do that like that, that, i i just i'm i'm just 
when you had so many issues on the on the defense like the Lions did and they took a running back in round one who's not you know he can't block he can't tackle like what, what are you doing yeah but, no I was just gonna say you know it's funny you know we don't we don't have to pivot right away but what your draft strategy is and what your history of drafts picks are uh, definitely, you know, we're going to have to at some point, you know, talk about the San Francisco 49ers and the massive miss they made on Trey Lance and who the next nine players were taken after Trey Lance. I mean, I'm pretty sure every team would take, you know, any number of those, any one of those nine right now. So I think, you know, to your point, whether it's a running back or a quarterback, you really have to like know that you're, you're going to hit this one out of the park because, the wrong decision will set your franchise back three to five years. Right. I mean, you see Belichick, he doesn't even want like first round picks. He, he wants, he wants third, fourth, fifth round under the radar, smart guys to play hard in the trenches, in key positions and not necessarily, I mean, look, he had the luxury of Brady, but like that, that was kind of how he operated. And it's amazing how many teams don't look at that a little bit more, especially in the NFL. Well, it's, it's funny. I mean, I, I would ask you, Vin, I mean, the Eagles were in the Super Bowl. They got the ninth pick. They grabbed Jalen Carter. I mean, that's technically not supposed to happen, right? You know, you go to the Super Bowl, you're picking 30th, you're picking 31st, and, yeah. you know, you're hopefully getting a guy that maybe is on the practice squad or maybe he's the backup to one of your offensive or defensive linemen. So, I mean, if I was an Eagles fan after this draft, I mean, I'm even I'm looking at some of the other picks you also had Nolan Smith. Right, so Nolan had, Smith's huge. So you had two first-round picks after losing the Super Bowl by a whisker. I mean, again, I'm a Jets fan, so we don't have a lot of hope in general. But as, as, a, as an Eagles fan, I mean, this must feel like a, like a tenure, like a period of time where you guys need to get back to that Super Bowl. Yeah, especially, you know, Hurts no longer is on that rookie contract, right? They paid him. He, 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 he got paid, which is great. Happy for him. But, again, your window is, you know, in the NFL, right, not for long. I mean, you got a two-, three-year window, and, and, and they're going all in. I yeah. Mean, yeah, I mean, I would say, I mean, Andrew, you know, we, we won't go through the um, numerous almosts with the Saints uh, over the last 10 to 12 years. Um, and I'm not looking to, to, to open up that wound, but obviously, uh, you guys came real close one too many times. You obviously won one Super Bowl, uh, probably could have most questionably easily been two at a minimum. Uh, you know, as you look at, you know, heading into the season, I'm assuming the, the optimism is there, uh, the trepidation a little bit because Derek Carr is really not viewed as a winner. Uh, he's never won anything. Um, his brother, you know, left the NFL after getting sacked 77 times in the first four years when he was on the Houston Texans. So uh, I guess as you head into this season, uh, feeling good, but, you know, just, you know, do, do you, are you guys going to be content with winning that, you know, that division and sort of, you know, losing with the first round of the playoffs? Or is there a lot more, you know, uh, expectation there? I think the expectation, given the quality of the division, is to win the division. And then anything that happens after that is gravy. Now, who knows if they start playing and all of a sudden the team looks really good and they finish, you know, 14 and three or whatever, obviously then expectations go up as the season unfolds. But right now, I think winning the division is certainly um, an expectation, um, mainly because they have the best roster of any of the teams in that division. And anything after that would be 
would be an added bonus. By the way, you mentioned that draft that Trey Lance was picked third overall. Um, so I pulled it up, and man, your Jets in that draft were, were, were quite something. They had two of the top 14 picks, ended up with your boy Zach Wilson at two, and then something called Elijah Vera Tucker, the offensive lineman at 14, who very well might be good. I don't know anything about him. But what I wanted to point out was in that draft, Trevor Lawrence, you know, Kyle Pitts, Jamar Chase, Jalen Waddell, Patrick Sertain, Devonta Smith, Justin Fields, Micah Parson, yep. Mac Jones. Yep. I mean, it's it loaded. Yeah, loaded. 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 Hey, listen, listen. I was really uh, <laughs> underwhelmed when they chose Zach Wilson because I knew nothing about him. Uh, I watched some highlights. I will say when they picked him and he walked on stage, um, I got nervous right away. I honestly got nervous really quickly. <laughs> he was so white and so blonde and so small. I mean, so small. Yep. I mean, he looked he looked like he was like an altar boy, uh, you know, and went into the wrong room, like on that stage. <laughs> like they were taking a picture of all the draft picks and it was like, hey, Zach, would you mind jumping in that picture and just, you know, joining the guys that are actually going to play pro? So, uh, yeah, but uh, it's funny. Elijah Vera Tucker happens to be excellent and has been a, a tremendous offensive lineman for us. So one out of two, but, I mean, the names you just rattled off, I mean, those are, you know, one is better than the other. Should we pivot a little bit to Justin Fields and talk about, you know, uh, wh where we think he's going to be year two? How about you, Lon? That's actually my – look, I don't know if it's a complete sleeper, but that, that is a little bit of my sleeper. I think he's going to have an awesome season. I think he's like what I would hope, what I would have hoped Lamar Jackson would be, like in terms of just. I think he's almost as explosive, and I think he's, I think he's a much just better quarterback. He just needs the right system. He needs, look in the NFL, you need players around. You need the guys in the trenches. You just need the right system. If he gets it, and I think he, I think they've done a good job. Um, what the, the GM has done a really good job in setting him up this year. So I, th I think this is a year he's going to break out, honestly, like really break out. What about you, Vin? What do you think? I mean, if he doesn't do it this year, he's not going to do it, right? I think people are trying to make uh, comparisons to last year with Jalen Hurts and getting A.J. Brown and, you know, receiver now in Chicago. And, um, you know, they're really making no excuses. I think that the difference is, um, you know, just – from other podcasts and other things that I've read is that they still don't really trust him to throw the ball. And I think for a quarterback, that's pretty important to be able to throw the ball. So uh, you can run all you want, but you know, if you can't throw the ball 30 yards down the field accurately, uh, you're not going to go very far. So um, this, this is a big year for Justin Fields, for Mac Jones, you know, all those guys who are trying to, you know, get that next contract. This, this is it. This is a make or break for them. Yeah, I mean, I think, you know, I think it's crazy that if you look at his game logs for last year, granted, the team stunk and, you know, he really had nowhere to go. But if you look at his game logs, I don't think he ever completed more than 19 passes in one game. Might even be lower. Could be like 15. So I think, and granted, look. Yeah, and they, they were thrown from behind. They were behind the entire year. Right. So like if you're, yeah. Right. Yeah. That's, that's, I mean, that's a really good point, Vin. Like they were down in every game. So at that point, aren't you trying to throw the ball? But the truth is, if you look at who he had to throw to, I don't think he had anybody to throw to. Now, I think you combine that with his a little bit of jitterness, right? Like he, the play would d develop, he wouldn't see anything and he would just sort of take off to try and get the 10, 15, 20 yards. And listen, I was against this movement. So I have to, you know, backpedal a little bit. I was never a huge believer in the mobility of a quarterback. 
as being, you know, a dual threat. And I never, I never quite could see a dual threat besides like Steve Young in our generation who really demonstrated the ability to throw the ball down the field and win, you know, win a game with his legs. Obviously, we've entered a, a decade where, you know, whether it's Josh Allen, Jalen Hurts, Patrick Mahomes, uh, all the, I mean, all the guys, I mean, Justin Herbert and Burrow are, are, more, are more prototypical quarterbacks, they're more pocket passers. But I still think almost every guy, though, has enough athleticism to get that first down if they need it. And that's definitely something that the league has, you know, it sort of has transformed into a, the quarterback position. I mean, I'm, I'm a huge, I'm not a Lamar Jackson fan. And that's not because, you know, I don't think he can throw and I don't think he can run. I don't, I just don't think he can actually manage the offense. And so this year's again, I mean, this year's going to be a huge year for him because if he can't do it this year with the weapon, quote unquote, weapons that he has, both at the wide receiver, the tight end and the running back, I don't think he's ever going to be able to do it. Yeah, and a new offensive coordinator, right? So, I mean, they're they're really trying to, you know, make sure that, and he, you know, but again, he got paid, right? So it's not really make or break for him personally, right? Because he got paid. <laughs> right, uh, very true. <laughs> you know, those, those other guys, you know, I mean, they're again, they're trying to get that second quarterback and you, you, want, to, you know, want to make, you know, at least 40 million guaranteed, um, you know, a year. Right. I mean, look, the, the issue with the Justin Fields, the Lamar Jacksons is, they, I mean, they open themselves up to get hurt, clearly, right? So that's that's another aspect. So if, if he isn't throwing so well from the pocket in the first couple of weeks, he's going to open himself up to that, which can be a domino effect. But I just feel like he he's going to pass well enough this year. Lamar. No, oh, Justin. Justin Fields. Yeah. I think he's going to pass just well enough, and then – I think that's gonna. I think that's gonna really help the Bears because it's gonna keep defenses honest. Well, look, I mean, they, and if they're honest they're, with him, he's the Bears you know he's too right. I mean, they're they're not any good. I mean, they're they're a defense. They, you know, it's abysmal. So, uh, you know, but again, if your quarterback is half decent, you should be in contention in these games and be be go at least five hundred. So we'll we'll see. We'll see. So, uh, Andrew, let me ask you. So. When you think about all the the quarterbacks right now, call it the top tier quarterbacks, you know, and then you think about the next tier of guys that are trying to get to that point. I mean, obviously, we were just talking about dual threat quarterbacks. So I think uh, I'd be curious to get your, you know, your read on, you know, the Justin Fields, the Jalen Hurts. And of course, now, you know, let's go by year, right? And then you have Anthony Richardson, who's coming on the scene this season. And everybody keeps on talking about his mobility, his athleticism. Yet when you watch him in preseason, I mean, his accuracy is like really poor right now. And granted, rookie, young, give him time to marinate. Let's see what he can do. But he was named the starter. So the question becomes, you know, Fields year two, uh, Hurts year three, right? Richardson year one. You know, so how do you start to think about these quarterbacks? And do you think that there is a path for them to graduate, to, 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 take, to take the raw athleticism and hopefully in the right system, you know, get to where Jalen Hurts sort of has gotten to. Yeah, I mean, I think the the thing with these, these this group of quarterbacks is really are these are really the ones where fantasy does not meet reality, right? Or reality doesn't meet their fantasy production. Like Fields, Richardson, you know, whoever you just mentioned, those guys are going to generate a lot of fantasy points this year. So for fantasy, they're going to be really good picks because you're getting rushed and you're getting all that all that stuff hurts his credit was really in my view the first one to put it all together i guess lamar jackson did it before but he didn't really win anything um but hurts putting all that together 
the rushing. I mean, he was just a true fantasy and reality year. The expectation you talked about for this year for Lamar Jackson is is probably the same. Um, I think more interesting though than the this group of running QBs are really the the old school, you know, pocket TDs, pocket passing TD uh, QBs. Um, the Justin Herberts, the Joe Burrows, the Trevor Lawrence's, you know, the, the guys that are that I would call tier two quarterbacks trying to make that leap into the, the Mahomes realm. Um, you know, guys that still really haven't won anything, but are more traditional quarterbacks in the, in the real sense of, of that, that we're familiar with rather than, than runners. The, all those guys, Herbert Burrow and Trevor Lawrence are on very interesting teams. I mean, the Bengals, uh, if we go with Burrow first, I mean, they've been knocking on the door for, for two years now Im- impressively, but haven't been able to take that next step. Um, Herbert, everyone says, oh, he's the second coming, but the Chargers have always just been the Chargers. But 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 <laughs> they, but, but just to, but just to ask you about Herbert. Yeah. So yeah. I think they have one of the worst head coaches in the history of football, and they have tons of offensive weapons. So if you're Herbert and you just got paid and you're feeling cool, but like, I mean, everybody in the league knows that Staley can't coach. So I don't think there's a chance in the world that the Chargers can take the next step with Staley as the head coach. I don't, still don't understand how Staley survived. Um, if you recall last season, they had they had clinched something or the last week of the season was, was irrelevant for them. Still played Mike Williams, their number two receiver. And number two in a year when Keenan Allen was their number one was banged up, right? So you need Mike Williams. He's the guy. Rolls Mike Williams out there for like three quarters and he like sprains his knee, misses the playoff game right mm-hmm. against the Jaguars. It's cheap ownership. <laughs> they have cheap ownership. They don't want to pay, they don't want to fire a coach and have have two on the payroll. That's what it comes down to. Right. But, yeah. Right. Uh, it's amazing just, after that Jacksonville comeback that they that the that is that I, I, I kind of forgot about that. That's incredible. Yeah, I mean yeah. I, I don't forget about it because I, I had Mike Williams, so that that's cool. But like <laughs> in any case, um so Joe Burrow, agree with you. I mean, it's going to be, you know, I mean, they're close. They're really close and they continue to, and it's funny, the Bengals who have notoriously been a cheap franchise have continued to spend some money and lock in some players. Uh, they didn't keep Piron, uh, which uh, I was pretty excited about since I put him on my, uh, on my fantasy football team uh, last Saturday. Uh, Piron's now in Denver, but, you know, I digress. But uh, my, my my favorite thing about the Bengals is is um, uh, Paul Brown. That he actually sold. He got naming rights to a stadium uh, because to pay to pay Burrow. He's like, all right, I'm gonna do naming because he he had a stadium named after his dad, and he's like, all right, I can't do that anymore. I have to get naming rights for my stadium. That's the only way I can pay Joe Burrow. <laughs> oh my God, that's that's that. Yeah, hey, listen, you know, better late than never, and. Talk about not wanting to lose Burrow. I mean, that would be insane. Good decision. So, Geiger, so we talked about Burrow. We talked about Herbert. And the third one being, you know, Trevor. Yeah. Yeah. Well, Trevor Lawrence, I think many people thought his rookie year was kind of underwhelming. And then last year, kind of flipped it on midseason. And now the the general consensus is he's now, you know, the one that's next ready to make that leap. Mm -hmm. uh, Kind of in the the Burrow sense. I mean, Trevor Lawrence was arguably the top quarterback coming out of college probably since Andrew Luck. Mm-hmm. Um, and so he has high expectations. I think by all by all metrics, he probably has met them along the way thus far. And I think the Jags are one of the more up-and-coming you know, franchises in the league and probably are the favorites to win that division. Off the top of my head, I'm trying to think of who. I mean, the Colts are... 
not there. The Titans are probably their best. But the Jags don't have a good defense, right? Is their defense still a little little spotty? Well, they drafted um, what Trayvon Walker with the top pick. Mm-hmm. Right. Yeah. Years ago. So, um, you know, that side of the ball obviously is going to be their their weakness. That division, that division's yeah. average at best. Yeah. So, Agreed. but it's the Jags, Titans, the Colts, Colts, and then who? who Who's the fourth? Pop quiz. Who is the fourth? <laughs> is it Houston? LA. Houston. Houston. This is how much you think about Houston. That's, yeah. yeah. So, I mean, the Texans, are gonna be, the Texans are going to be struggling again this year, no doubt. So, the Jags, much like the Saints in the NFC South, I mean, they're probably the favorites to win that AFC South. Um, and so, we'll see what happens with them. I think ATN is, he should be okay coming off what, what was a productive season last year. Wide receiver core. Calvin Ridley is one of the more intriguing, um, you know, questions for the upcoming fantasy season as well. So uh, we'll see how that all works in Jacksonville. Yeah. I, I mean, I think, you know, also Trevor Lawrence probably gets a dis probably gets a, I would say a, a pass for his rookie season. Cause I think the urban Meyer experiment was a d- true disaster. So right. I almost view last season as more of his, like, you know, call it rookie two. And he looked so much better and so much more confident. And honestly, the organization was so much more professional. They opened up a new training facility uh, that uh, their owner had built. It's a state-of-the-art facility. And if you look at their offensive weapons right now and the roster configuration, I mean, it's it's a legit offensive you know roster right now. I mean, they have multiple wide receivers. Um, they have a multi, they have, I mean, behind uh, Travis Etienne is Tank Bigsby. Uh, and if you watched him at all in, in preseason so far, I mean, he really does run like a, like a tank. So I think they do have a nice one-two punch with some speed and with some power. Uh, and I don't know. I think it's going to be fun to watch them. I think, I think they're going to be a lot of 33-27 games, you know, with the Jaguars. All right. So another team that I think is really interesting. Well, there's a couple teams in the uh, AFC Central, but uh, the Browns. The Browns are an interesting one, right? Like, is Deshaun Watson going to have a legitimate? I mean, Nick Chubb's awesome. I mean, they have a, they have a good team on on all sides of the ball. I think on paper, essentially. I mean, I'd love to kick it back to you guys first. I mean, I'm I'm at a loss for what my opinion is of Kevin Stefanski. I really am. Uh, I, I'd heard great things. They have a lot of, of good personnel right now. They have a strong receiving core, good running back. They have a very, very good defense. But is Deshaun Watson going to be the quarterback that we saw a few years ago in Houston? Uh, because last year he really looked borderline terrible at times i think even if he's halfway between last year and what he was that i think they have a good chance to to be very solid this year what were we gonna say ben i I was saying that he was he was dreadful last year um i don't know it's not the same thing but i almost equate it and and their ages don't align but you know when vic went to prison for the dog fighting right and was in and really didn't play i don't think I don't think he was in the NFL for two years and he comes and, and came back and obviously wasn't the same player and things like that. And there were so flashes, right? I mean, the Eagles signed on and started all that stuff, but I almost want to equate it to that. where like, if you don't play a sport for two years, like, and you're the quarterback, which is all about timing, you know, relationships, you know, being with the guys, things like that. And like, I don't know. I just, I, I just don't buy it. I just, I just don't buy that Cleveland hype. I, I just, I just don't see it. I, I, I don't. What do you think, Andrew? How's Cleveland going to do uh, this year? You mentioned their their impressive personnel. And again, from a fantasy perspective, I'd agree. You, you know, with Watson, the Nick Chubb, who's, you know, arguably one of the top running backs and 
the receiving core with Cooper and then now um, Elijah Moore, uh, who you're familiar with, Steph. I am. And, you know, uh, Peoples-Jones, the burner on the outside, and then and Joku, the tight end. I mean, they have guys that, you know, that can put up numbers. Um, again, it comes down to whether the big question at quarterback, you know, so I, who knows what's going to happen with that. I think I don't think it's fair to Deshaun Watson to talk about those last few games last year as being an indicator of what's going to happen this year just because of you know what vin you mentioned i mean coming out a long layover and suddenly saying okay here's you're you're starting and some of those games were in weird weather uh spots if i recall there were snowstorms and and rain and and whatever i'm not trying to make excuses for for deshaun watson it, it is cleveland deshaun watson if there's anyone who's made you know enough excuses for him himself it's deshaun, just deshaun watson um but uh, it's hard to massage his reputation right now. Ooh. But I'm um, hold on. But that division is not an easy one. Uh, so, you know, that's a team that's going to have to come out and play uh, every week to, to really, you know, hope for a, a postseason berth. So, in the same division, uh, I'd love to talk about the Steelers a little bit because I was a huge fan of them picking Kenny Pickett. Um, I, I didn't love Kenny Pickett, but I did watch him play a couple games and I was like super impressed with his level of competitiveness, his desire to just do anything to win a game. And of course he goes to, you know, the steel city where they love that shit. I mean, they eat it up, you know, I mean, we don't have to go into big Ben. I mean, I never loved big Ben. I thought big Ben was above average at best. Uh, but you know, you couldn't tackle big Ben and he, and he would stand in the pocket and take beating after beating just to make the throw. And so now you have this team you know, with George Pickens, Najee Harris, Jalen Waddle, um, Jalen Warren, and obviously, you know, Friar Muth, which is a, you know, a Geiger and I know all too well. Uh, one of the, one of our friends in our league, you know, thinks Friar Muth is the second coming of Jesus. <laughs> uh, but, you know, this, you know, are the Steelers primed for, you know, an 11 win season and, and a march to the playoffs? I think yes. I, I, they, they also have the system. They have, they have everything in place. It just feels like a, a Steeler, a Steeler season. I, I mean, they were, they were kind of on the, I mean, they weren't supposed to do anything last year and they, they almost got through. So, I mean, I think, I think they're, I think they're going to be in the mix. I mean, they're not look. So long, so long as Mike Tomlin's their head coach, they're going to be in the mix. I mean, he's right. 16 winning seasons is an unbelievably impressive stat. It gets kind of overlooked. It's incredible. So they are, they're always there no matter who the, as you mentioned, now that they do have offensive firepower, I think putting, you know, a lot of it is going to depend on, on Kenny Pickett's ability to get that ball around. And um, they're always going to be good defensively, um, but you can pencil them in for nine wins minimum. So if you, you know, if they get a few more here and there, they're going to be right there at the end. Yeah. I think what's yeah, interesting I'm, is they're, they're, they're very bullish. They're projected Very to win. They're only projected to win seven and a half or eight games, which is interesting. But again, these projections are you know you know based on you know absurd amounts of data that you know are often incorrect. Right. That was the thing. Like preparing for this pod, I was looking at some of the power rankings and just looking through different pieces that these teams have, and the Steelers are like right in the middle of the pack. And I was like, they, they seem. A, I I think you got to give them at least a couple spots higher just based on Tomlin, and then you just look at what they have, and it's like. I, I think they're I think they're a top ten team in the league. I, I am very interested in that week one matchup against the Niners uh in Pittsburgh. Uh you know, getting points. I'm very, very interested in that game. 
I mean, I didn't realize that they were playing that game till today when I was looking at the schedule. And I'm like, who in the world put Niners at Steelers week one? I mean, Jesus. I mean, I mean, I love my Jets, but I mean, how am I not going to try and watch some of that game too? Right. And it's a one o'clock start, so they're almost like, oh yeah, by the way, we're just going to sprinkle this here around one. And uh, meanwhile, like, you know, my Jets are in prime time, you know, almost every other week, you know, God, God willing, we won't be 0-5. Um, Ravens, Ravens, Bengals, Browns, and Steelers. I mean, that's a tough division. That's, that, that's, that's brutal. Probably yeah. the, I mean, maybe the NFC East is hard. I don't know. But the, that AFC North every week is going to be a battle. Agree. So I'd love to um, go to uh, the NFC right now and talk about the Green Bay Packers. And the reason why I want to talk about them is obviously they're always now going to be connected to the Jets to some degree. Mm-hmm. And of course, you have Jordan Love stepping into the, you know, the vaunted empty shoes of Aaron Rodgers, who stepped into the vaunted empty shoes of Brett Favre. So Jordan Love, Christian Watson, uh, Dobbs. I mean, the people are saying that the, you know, the Packers are going to look pretty good you know, better than you, what you might think. What does everybody well, on this panel think? You know, you know I think it's going to be interesting <clears throat> if Bakhtiari plays the entire season that Jordan Love gets that protection that Rodgers didn't get. That would be really interesting to see because I, I think that, look, Rodgers is, is amazing. I, you know, I've, I've said it many times how much I love him. However, that was a big piece of his success was that protection. So it will be interesting to see. I, I think the Lions... Um are going to be one of the more disappointing teams this year. I, I think this division is is the Vikings' division to lose. Um, I, to me, the Lions, uh, they're getting a lot of hype. Uh, understandably, they took a big leap forward last year, but and now they're getting, what, they're the Chiefs' opponent in the in the season opener this year, right? So they're, the, the spotlight is being thrust on a Lions team that is, you know, you still have Jared Goff back there. Um, the running game is a big question mark ish you know david montgomery coming over for the bears and then you've got jameer gibbs who is fine but they also had deandre swift who was probably a better version of gibbs i'm not really sure what they were doing there receiving core st brown is good but he's not really like a you know big play down the field receiver i guess that's why they drafted jamison williams but he's missing six games because of the of the gambling stuff so and they have a rookie tight end so um there's to me there are a lot of questions that's a that's a lot of questions for a team that has been sort of anointed the the division champ there and i just look at the vikings who return basically all their guys i know obviously the running back is different but madison was there last year he's always been productive um kirk cousins is kirk cousins he's sort of you know Derek carr with fringe um but uh i I don't see the Packers doing much with Jordan Love from a fantasy perspective. I think Love could have a decent season, uh, but that team I can't see winning more than maybe six games. So I think the Packers win the division. Wow. That's my quick hot take. Uh, I think they have the coaching staff. I think they have the consistency. And I think Jordan Love is, is a real quarterback. Um, we'll see. We'll see how they play. And I think it's going to be very interesting to see, you know, how that team comes together around a, a, a rookie, but not a rookie, right? Because he's been in the league for years, but he's, ne- he's never played. Uh, I think your comments on the Lions are incredibly well received. Uh, what I did hear, and again, this is, you know, fourth hand, so it's about as reliable as the weather. But I did hear that when they were thinking about drafting that rookie tight end, as well as Jameer Gibbs, that this coaching staff was so excited about drafting Jameer Gibbs 
because they had seen in him what they thought was twice as much talent as DeAndre Swift. And they just felt that, you know, getting Gibbs would be an enormous get. The tight end that they drafted, uh, if you recall, the Lions traded TJ Hawkinson, who everybody thought was fantastic. Uh, you know, how could you trade him? Because they felt so strongly about this rookie. And so, uh, you know, the rookie tight end class this year is considered to be potentially the best, you know, tight end class that's ever happened to come into the NFL. Uh, they're, they're, they're sprinkled all over between the Bills and the Lions and the Raiders. Uh, there's like five tight ends, five or seven tight ends. Uh, uh, Laporta, right? Sam Laporta is the one on the Lions. Mayer's on the Raiders. Um, and you just, you know, you keep on hearing about all these names of tight ends. Uh, is it Kincaid, right? The Kincaid's on the Bills. So you yeah. keep on hearing about these guys. Um, it'll be really interesting to see, you know, normally rookie tight ends don't exactly come in and, you know, set the league on fire. But, you know, when you're 6'5", 240, and you can run a, you know, a pretty good, you know, 40, I think you have a chance to be, you know, impactful maybe immediately. And a team like the Lions, specific to Laporta, who someone picked up on waivers last night, by the way, Steph, um, you know, he's going to right away be a top option in that passing game. Because other than St. Brown, uh, they don't really have much there unless they're playing to throw to Gibbs out of the backfield 10 times a game. But that wouldn't surprise me because golf is going to is captain check down um your note though on the packers is interesting i mean matt lafleur i just looked up in four seasons his record as a coach is 47 and 19 i mean that's that's hall of fame stuff how much of that obviously was rogers i think we're going to find out yep and and, and i do think that last year i think we all saw it right i mean i didn't think rogers played that well i just don't um you know no, he didn't you could talk about the team you could talk about anything uh, but, you know, I just didn't think Rodgers was great. So when, you know, him going to the Jets, I mean, got to protect him, got to give him a lot of weapons. Can, can we talk about this a little more? I don't think we've talked about the Jets enough in this podcast. I, <laughs> I really want to know, like, there, there you go. Like, if I gave, if I gave you true serum, right, mm -hmm. how do you really feel about Aaron Rodgers on the Jets? We're gonna are you just we're like gonna win the Super Bowl. Quarterback? Yeah, or yeah, like, yeah. That's right. That's what yeah, that's right. Yeah. I know you said like you know Super Bowl is, is a pipe dream that no one should even be talking about that in the Jets. That if you like go with ten and seven division, go to the playoffs, right? Maybe even win the division, like you know, or wild card. That's more realistic than anything else. Do you really believe that, or are you like trying to um, a low key slow play it? No, no, no. I mean, I mean, we're we're ecstatic to have somebody that can actually throw the ball. Um, and actually somebody that can read defenses. I mean, it's been 13 years. I mean, it's a long time to not be able to do that, right? So everybody that we pick and everybody that we sign is incompetent and terrible. So, uh, I mean, if you go back all the way into the Jet history, you actually can't even name any quarterbacks that were decent, which is like kind of crazy. You know, from Ken O'Brien to uh, Todd uh, Ridge or Bull Ridge, Todd Brown. And then you have uh, Mark Sanchez, who I thought was pretty terrible. I mean, Boomer. Vinny Tessaverde, Boomer. Right. So you, you just continue to give me, you know, slightly above average quarterbacks. Right. With, with, with no talent, by the way. Did no you have talent. Pennington too? We had Pennington, another yeah. guy who's yeah. legi who legitimately, I think all of us could beat in arm wrestling. So <laughs> in terms of my expectations, they are above average for sure. They're greater than they've ever been. Uh, I'm very nervous about starting out 0-5. So I want to win week one which allows us to make a mistake in week two and three. I want to destroy Sean Payton in Denver. I think that'd be an awesome little cherry. Uh, and I really have no desire to lose to, you know, you know, Danny Dimes. So 
I would love to be three and two after the first five. Um, I guess I'll accept two and three, uh, one and four, and I'm just going to start drinking heavily, like you know, early in the early in the day. <laughs> All right, so I think we're getting. Unless anyone has anything else they want to add, I think we're getting closer to the end. Let's make let's make Super Bowl predictions. It's early. How about this? Super Bowl predictions or just some outrageous call? Or something crazy. Yeah. yeah. Super Bowl predictions. How, how about both? Let's do both. Who wants to start? Vin, you're up. Yeah. This is your WIP 610 right, I'll, moment. I'll, I'll, my, my, Super, my Super Bowl prediction is going to be like pr- pretty boring. I'm going to say Eagles Chiefs again. Right. I, I don't. It, I mean, it's the same. Like, we might as well have not even talked for an hour. <laughs> Know, it's going to be Eagles, Chiefs, Mahomes going to win. Or, or, or honestly, or Eagles, Bengals. I, I really think those are those are the three best teams in the NFL. Um, and, and I'm sticking to that. As far as something outrageous, um, I think Justin Fields is is benched by week 12 or 13. Ooh, uh, I like I just that. Don't, I, just, I just don't see it. I like and, that. I just don't. And I'm going the other way. Yeah. All right, there we go. All right, Andrew, you're up. Uh, I, I'm almost speechless, but I, I think that Aaron <laughs> Rodgers is going to win the NFL MVP award. Wow. Whoa. And, wow. And hold on. Hold on. I, yeah. I need CPR. Hold on. Someone <laughs> off seven. Maybe it's just because I've just, you know, powered through hard knocks, but I, I, I run through a wall. After, every time I hear Salah speak, I know you're not high on him, but. The dude's running up the stairs of the stadiums. I mean, he's pumping up these guys. I mean, I, I can't come out of watching Hard Knocks and think that this team is not the best team in the NFL. But they, they have the offensive ability now with Rodgers there, with the, running, with the running backs that they have now, Dalvin Cook, Brees Hall coming back. They're, that receiving core, I mean, Garrett Wilson looks every bit. I mean, he, first of all, he's the offensive rookie of the year. It's not like he's some guy that is being – they're pulling out of the air. He looks just like Devontae Adams, and it's not just the number. Um, they just they can put it together. They have tight ends for 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 touchdowns. I mean, I guess the defense is a question, but the defense was really good last year. So I know Steph. I, I think you are trying to slow play it. I understand that they play in a in a tough division, um, but is it that tough? I mean, the Bills weren't world beaters last year. The Dolphins are one hit away from Mike White. You know, full season of Mike White. Um, and the Patriots are not anything to speak of other than the Belichick allure. So I think the Jets have, have a strong path to doing really well this season. And if they do, I think Aaron Rodgers is going to be, um, you know, your MVP. Right. I mean, I don't think the bar is so crazy high for Rodgers to win the MVP. Like, if they win 11 or 12 games, he's MVP. Even if Mahomes wins 14. Because it's just, you know, just what he did to improve that team. And obviously you see the value there. So yeah, I mean, I it is a little far fetched, but it's not that far fetched. I mean, they they brought in everything that they they brought in Nathaniel Hackett to give him his 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 comfort blanket. So the offense is familiar. All those Packer guys, Lazard and Cobb and whoever. I mean, they they brought everyone in to make this a success. So it could fail miserably, but I'd be surprised if it did. I I do believe that the Jet defense is top five. So I will put that out there. I do think that they're capable of winning multiple 24-17, 21-13 games because I think that defense is going to be ferocious. Uh, and by the way, I like, I like Robert Sala as a 
guy and a, and a leader of men, I'm very concerned about his game management and general acumen for the game, which, by the way, might be massively increased by having Aaron Rodgers as his QB. Almost think, like Matt LaFleur, right? <clears throat> kind of a similar situation. I think Aaron Rodgers... almost think, like, what is that, the Peter Principle? Yeah. Like, Peter Principle, like, you can only max out at a certain certain profession. That's right. At a certain level. And it seems like he's more of a deep... Now, I like when your head coach is actually has a defense background. I, I kind of like that. Um, you know, uh, but I, I don't... You know, again, a, a quarter, having a quarterback Rodgers is a great deodorant. Mass a lot of things. Yeah, Sal is not calling a single offensive play this year. I mean, it's between it's going to be Hackett and correct, and lesser correct, Rogers, and that that allows him to focus on the defense, which he was so great at in San Francisco, which got him the job to begin with. So, um, I, I think that there's there's going to be a lot of uh, a lot of wins and you know for the Jets this year. I think one of the teams that I did want to talk about coming out of the NFC um, that has some questions is the 49ers because they obviously are everyone's saying oh it's the Eagles or the 49ers. Brock Purdy, we don't even know who this guy is. I'm going to tell you right now, my call is that Brock Purdy doesn't make it past like week four. And I think Sam Darnold gets put in there. And I can't believe I'm oh, going to God. say, I can't believe I'm going to say this. I actually think Kyle Shanahan figures out a way to get Sam Darnold to be a game manager plus. And that's how the Niners like make their way. But then once, once you, when the Niners get to the playoffs, Sam Darnold continues to see those ghosts. And he just gets lit up like a Christmas tree. I feel like they're in the NFC NFC Championship game every year. Anyway, they're gonna they're gonna be back there. And so I have the Eagles coming out of the NFC for the Super Bowl, uh, and I want the Eagles to come out of the NFC for the Super Bowl. I just I like a lot of their I just like the way they play the game. I, I mean, I need to sit down with Howie Roseman and just like pick his brain because he's a goddamn genius. And out of the AFC, um, I actually do think it's gonna be the Jets versus the Steelers in the AFC Championship. Wow. And. I, I can't even pick See, the. You were you. Were, <laughs> that that is wild. AFC championship. AFC championship. I knew it. AFC I knew championship. It. Easy, easy. Um, and I think unfortunately, Tomlin gets the best of them, and it's Steelers Eagles in the Super Bowl. Teddy wow. Pickett beats uh, Aaron Rodgers in an AFC championship. Wait, wait. What, what, where's Kansas City and Buffalo? Seriously. <laughs> no, I, 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 I've, I have zero confidence. I have zero confidence in Buffalo. I think they're a shell. I think they're a mirage. I think I actually, I think Stefan Diggs wants to get out of there so badly. I think there's something brewing in Buffalo. I think it's something, something bad is going on there. The Chiefs, yeah, man. Like, you know, I think the Chiefs were, I didn't think they were great last year. I think they're worse this year. I don't, I don't love their receiving core. I don't love the fact that uh, Chris Jones isn't in camp. Um, I, I just don't love, I, and by the way, you want to talk about a team that all they need to do is lose Mahomes for a month or so, and they're toast. So, true, true. All right, Lon, who's your... Teddy led him to a touchdown in the playoffs. I don't know. Yeah, yeah. I, I remember watching that going, I can't believe that just <laughs> happened, actually. <laughs> yeah, I'm just as boring. I mean, e Eagles, Chiefs, that, that's my call. I think Derrick Henry runs for 75,000 yards this year. Um, that's my call. All right, so Derrick Henry is your like you know your your like your running back, your number one running back. I think I think he, I I don't think Tennessee is going to be that great, wonder. but I think he's just a beast. I think he's going to come out big this year. No, I mean he's definitely. I mean he's he's already a Hall of Famer based right. on his current numbers. I mean everything he does now is just you know more gravy. Uh, quick question: Is Tony Pollard the starting running back for the Cowboys the whole season? Yes. You mean like, but does he make it though? Does he last? I think he's tough. I think I think he's I think he's much better than people realize. Year, right? so. Yeah. <laughs> I, I, 
there's no evidence to just suggest that he will last. I mean, um, most of these guys don't, right? I mean, right. be real. Right. Like, All right. These guys don't last a full season. So we've got the Eagles with Vin. We've got Eagles Chiefs. Eagles Chiefs. No, I said, yeah, Eagles Chiefs. Eagles Chiefs for Alon and Vin. And uh, Geiger, who's your call? Uh, we'll go Jets, Eagles, uh, Jets. Jets win the Super Bowl? Your champion, J-E-T-S. My Jets. God. I will, I will be there, and I'll be broke, and it'll be amazing. My so. God. All right, oh, gentlemen. It's in Vegas, right? It's in Vegas? Uh, all I yes. know is I will be there. It's in Vegas. And it's, it's, in a, Vegas. it's a one-way ticket for me, guys. It's a one-way <laughs> ticket. So just so we're clear. Um, listen, it's been a pleasure uh, having you guys on. Uh, can't wait to have you guys back on. Yeah, it's a pleasure. Glad you guys could be here to kick off uh, season two with us. We got, we got more exciting stuff. I think you guys have earned your... We're going to see what, the, what the, the polling says from our fans. Uh, but I think we're going to have you back at some point this year. Absolutely. But uh, again, thank you guys for your time. Sure thing. We're out of reruns. We're into season two. That's right. Exactly. All right, gentlemen. Have a good one. Thanks. Later. Thanks, guys.